God, we're grateful because if it had not been for you, we would not be here. We opened our eyes this morning, God, because you gave us the strength to open our eyes. We were able to rise because you gave us strength in our limbs and the facilities of our body. We were able to get here, God, because you blessed us and brought us the way of safety and did not allow harm to come to us, Lord. We're grateful to again come into your presence because we know where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And as we come before you today, have your way, Lord. Let flesh be crucified that you might be glorified, that your people might be edified in the name of Jesus. For God in you is life. And that's what we seek, God, life, eternal life, God. We pray, oh God, today that you will touch every person that have come seeking you, Lord. Bind the hand of the devil, God. Rebuke the hand of the enemy, Lord. God, let your anointing that resonates in this place even now. God, let there be an outpouring on your people. We need you, God, to take us to another level in you, Lord. God, we're faced with demonic forces, God. Evil spirits have come up against us, Lord, and we need to be fortified with your power. God, we can't make it on our own strength, God. We don't have enough to stand on, Lord. But we know, God, that your joy is our strength. Fill us up on today in the name of Jesus. Somebody have come this morning burdened down, God, with the issues of life, God. Somebody, God, is in the battle of their life. Somebody's God, fighting in their mind and in their spirit, Lord, where the devil have come in to war against them, Lord. But we thank you, God, because we know greater are you that's within us than he that is within this world, God. We know, God, that you are a deliverer, Lord, that you're the same yesterday, today, and forever. And you're no short of your promise, Lord, and you're able to deliver us, Lord. Touch us on today, Lord. We need you like never before. Fill us up with the Holy Ghost, God, and give us a refilling, Lord, that when we leave here today, Lord, huh? we can leave with your anointing, Lord, huh? that as we meet men and women, boys and girls, huh? they might be converted to know who you are, Lord. Huh? In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Huh? We thank you because you are a healer. Huh? You're the God that healeth thee, huh? and healing is in your wings, huh? and you're able to touch our feeble bodies. Huh? You're able to save our troubled souls, huh? and in the name of Jesus, huh? bind every demon, Lord, huh? every demonic force, Lord. Huh? God, that comes to keep us uh, in the same place, Lord. Uh, we're willing, God, to surrender uh, and say yes to your will, Lord. Uh, we're willing to turn our lives, God, uh, over into your hands, Lord. Uh, because we come to the place, God, uh, where we realize like never before, uh, we need you, Jesus. Uh, more than anything we know, uh, we need you, Jesus. Uh, while men are trying to find, God, uh, solutions to this chaotic world, God, uh, we're looking to you you, Lord, because we know for every right desire, there is an answer, and Jesus you that answer. There's no need for us, God, to turn hither or thither, Lord. We need but to look for you, Lord, because you're the answer, God, for our troubled lives, Lord. Touch on the day, God. Break every yoke, oh God. 
save on the day, God. Deliver on the day, God. Jesus, we need you, Lord. We need you, Jesus. We need you, Jesus. We're crying out to you, Lord. We know that you're able to save our souls. We know that you're able, God, to heal our bodies, Jesus. We know that you're able, God, to turn our situations around. Jesus, no other help we know. No other help we know. No other help we know, God. You're able, Jesus, to deliver our children. You're able, Jesus, to save the unsaved husband. You're able, Jesus, to heal the cancer patient. Nothing too hard for you, Jesus. No other God we know. We know that you're able, Jesus. We know that you're able, Jesus. We say yes to your will, God. Yes to your way, Lord. Have your way, Jesus. And we'll thank you for it. And we'll give your name the praise. And we'll bless you, Lord. Yes, we thank you, Lord. And we bless your holy name. Come on, open your mouth and give the Lord some praise. Don't, don't. 
Hallelujah, hallelujah, new world song. Calm down, calm down. <laughs> hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Welcome to Jesus in the Morning. I'm your host, Evangelist Barbara Pittman of Freedom Doors Ministries. And I come to you weekday morning, 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And today is April the 24th. Look at this. 2023. Looks like we just got to April the 1st and already we're 24 days uh, and four months into this new year and we're thankful, thankful, thankful unto Almighty God. And uh, today we're going to be uh, sharing a recorded video of uh, Juanita Bynum. And what I remember about this particular uh, message is no more sheets, and she gave a great testimony with this. And during that time, I had been saved for a while and everything, but I, I had not really received the Holy Ghost yet. And so I was still doing some things that I shouldn't have been doing, still laying with men, because I just couldn't see you sleeping by yourself at night. Who go to bed by themselves? And so I was still fooling around and allowing the enemy to use me and uh, sleeping with men I wasn't married to. And it wasn't married men. They were single men, but we wasn't married. And that's called fornication. So a friend of mine uh, in the Lord, Sister Stephanie, she said, you ever heard one me buying them? I said, No. I uh, heard a brother talk about her and how she raised money uh, when she go and do a revival or something. But I, you know, I don't think I never really knew about her. So she said, "Listen to this," and I would go to her house and uh, we would listen to, uh, we'll see the video, no more sheets. And I was like, "Wow, what an awesome message!" And I listened to it. <clears throat> And I think it took me a couple of days to finish it up, but I would go back over to Sister Stephanie's and finish up the video, even when I got, you know, when I got off work or whatever. And when I tell you it had a big impact on my life, because I truly learned that this is this is not what you have to do. This is what you want to do. Now, if you don't want to do this, you don't have to. And it went from there. And uh, I stayed in the word on it. You know, have your own husband. Better to marry than to burn. You know, I stayed with the word. And so I was fully delivered. And so I'm grateful unto Almighty God who have all power. Because there is no higher power. And anything we don't want to do, because he set us free, we don't have to do it. Now, there are things we want to do, and we may do those things. But if it's against God, we want to cut it out. We want to cut it out. We want to pluck it up, as they say, from the root so that nothing can grow back and that we are on the right track with Almighty God. Yeah. We pray for one another because when we are absent, when we are not together, many times things come up. Yeah. That battles us. And we alone need some help. Yeah. We need some encouragement. 
We need somebody to tell us their testimony, how they come out, what he did for them. And, and there's many reasons why God allow all of this. And we are overcome by our own testimonies and the blood of the lamb. Because the devil will tell on you. Did you know that? Yeah. Didn't you tell Barbara not to do this and that? It's in your word. Well, Barbara over there doing it. Yeah, he'll tell on you now. Because he's hoping God will say, poof, be gone. But that's not what he does. Mm -mm. He's a forgiving God. Once we ask for forgiveness, he forgives us. And put those sins and wrongdoings in the sea of forgetfulness and never remember them again. He throw it away because he don't want to know about our ugly. He don't want to know about our bad. He loved knowing about our good. Yeah. So we're going to uh, take a listen to that today. No more sheets. And uh, I know you heard uh, Keith Green this morning. Lord, you're so beautiful. I love that song. Yeah, it's an old one, but I love it still until this day. And um, I was watching uh, Christian movies last night because y'all know I have to pick my movies. I don't watch regular TV ever. And uh, I've come across Keith. Uh, well, I was looking at uh, I Can Only Imagine, the movie. I was looking at that. And uh, he sang that song, uh, uh, Bart Miller. He sang that song. And I said, I am going and find Keith Green. And the Lord blessed me to find Bart and Keith. And so I said, Lord, these are two you, you're choosing for me to play tomorrow on the show. Because I, I try to get what God gives to bring to his people. Not what I want, but what he gives to bring to his people. Because he know where everybody is at. I don't know. He know where everybody is at in their walk with him. Yeah. And it's already all right this morning. In the name of Jesus, we're thankful unto him, grateful unto him, appreciate him. We love him. We thank him for waking us up another Monday morning, clothed in our right minds. We have the use and activity of our limbs, life, health, and strength. It may not be all we want, but we got enough that we yet can tell God thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's that kind of God. Yes, he is. And uh, I'm thankful unto him. And I love being a cheerful giver. And this was a few months back, I think. I was uh, doing a bunch of cooking for a lady who lost her brother. Because in the South, when someone passed away, we bring food to the family. So that's one less stressful thing they have to worry about. They don't have to worry about eating because everybody who, you know, really cared for the loved one that passed away or the family, they bring food. So I had to go to Walmart to pick up some stuff, and I already had brownies made for her son, and I think a pound cake and, and, and uh, some food, spaghetti, I think it was. And I was taking that over to them, but I stopped by Walmart, and these people come to uh, put the groceries and things in the car. So they said, we smell chocolate. Oh, it smells so good. Da, 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 da. I said, well, Shante was home then. She was home. I said, Shante, give each one of them a brownie. 
So she gave each one of them a brownie, and uh, we left. Went on, delivered the food, and uh, went on with our day. So yesterday, I went to pick up groceries. I was going to have them to deliver it to the door, but I just felt strong. Go pick it up. Get out the house. Get some sunshine. So I went to pick it up because I was late going to the prison. And so I knew I would be late yesterday because uh, it was the 23rd, and by that time of the month, families visit who only visit once a month or every three months. So I went to get the groceries, and then I headed on. I was going to head on to the prison. So this lady comes, and uh, she said, Miss Pittman? I said, yeah. And uh, she stood there, and she said, Miss Pittman, I remember you. I said, okay. <laughs> you know, a lot of people probably remember. But she said, you gave us the wonderful, wonderful brownies. Oh, my goodness, they were so good. We still talking about them. Yada, 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 yada. She was going on. And so I told her, I said, God is good. He's faithful. She said, yes, he is. And so we talked a little bit about the Lord, and then we went on, and I uh, told her on today or tomorrow I would bring them brownies again. She said it would be there today, but tomorrow they would be there. So I told her, okay, tomorrow, Tuesday, between 1030 and 3 o'clock, I'll bring the brownies because I got to ear appointment. I go get my AIDS tomorrow. Oh, yeah. And so uh, it was just wonderful. I gave her a card, told her about Jesus in the morning and everything, and I went on. But God loves a cheerful giver this morning. I, and, and I know y'all may not understand, but let me tell you, that gift of giving does what no other gift does. The gift of giving and the gift of love, those two gifts from God are the two greatest you'll ever want to have other than Jesus. You hear me? I know people chase, and you hear me say it all the time, they chase after the gift of prophecy. And I had it what the world called twisted. I had it wrong. I thought people was coming because we were friends and brothers and sisters in Christ and we love one another. That's not why they was coming. They was coming to see if they could get a word from the Lord. Because several things God had spoken out of my mouth came to pass in their lives. So they didn't really want to be my friend and all of that. They may like me, but they didn't want to be close to me. And, you know, they didn't want to get to really, really know me. They just wanted a word from the Lord. I, Like I said, I had it twisted. I was looking last night at some things that took place, people with... Uh, take me, you know, they would travel me different places, Atlanta, and different places because of the gift of what they call prophecy. They wanted to hear what the next thing was going to happen in their lives. I remember when I first opened Jesus in the morning where God used me to bless me to open it up and, and begin to teach me how to work this thing, the studio and everything. Uh, People was flocking. People was coming. Many people was in the chat room. I know Louis remember this. And I prayed the prayer of faith. I said, Lord, I don't want to be pimped. I, I, I don't want people pimping me to get to you. I said, so cut that off, Lord. Don't, don't let me give a word, but let me give the word. 
because of everything going down but the word of God. Now, once he speaks to you and tell you, oh, yeah, you're going to get the job and you're going to get the pay with it. There's a, a much more money come with the new position. Now, you done got that. Oh, you're going to get the house on the hill with the dog named Fluffy. Okay, you done got that. Uh, you're going to get the new car you wanted or the car you wanted. Okay, you got that. Uh, your bank account going to come up. Your son going to do this. Your daughter going to do that. Whatever it is, God has given you your heart's desire. But after that, then what? You're going to want something else. But see, when you're in the word of God, and Jesus today is still the word. When you're in the word of God and the word of God is in you, you don't quite desire so much. Your desire is not on stuff and things. But your desire is on preparing for his, oh, yasha, is preparing for his return. That's what the desires of you, your mind is on because he's coming back and we don't know the day, not the hour. I'm sitting here right now talking, and he could show up at this moment. It's the truth. You could be washing dishes, and God show up. You could be talking on the phone, and God show up. <laughs> you could drive down the street. You could be on your job working, and he cracked that sky. How will he find you? What shape would your heart be in when God finds you? Because, see, he's coming back looking, hallelujah, for that church, his church. He's coming back looking for the people of God. He's coming back looking for those that say, I will. I'll go if I have to go by myself. Lord, come into my heart and live forever. Forgive me of my sins and wash me clean. And daily, I want to walk upright before you. I want to hide your word in my heart that I don't sin against you. Hey, glory. I want to wake up with you each morning, each day. I feel all right right there. I want to love you as I have never loved anyone else. I don't want to put nothing and no one before you. Because if I love anything more than I love you, I don't deserve you, oh God. I thank him today because he's the God who can do these things in us. He can give us that kind of heart to love him for real. He can give us that kind of heart no matter what the world is putting down. We don't want none of it because if God is not in it, we don't want it. None of it. We must love him this morning because he first loved us. Somebody wrote a song and said, I want to know what love is. I found out what it was. Looking over in 1 John in the fourth chapter, it teaches me that God is love. That's what he is. And if we can love him back from a sincere heart, you'll get to see the manifestation of the things of God take place in your own life. Not just the house on the hill with the dog named Fluffy. Not just the big Bentley, you know, the Mercedes. Not not, not that kind of stuff. Uh, not the nice furniture. No, no, no. But you will get to see the true manifestations of the things of God. You will see God literally heal your body. 
you will see God turn the hearts and minds of your family, your whole family around. Yeah. Thank you, Brother Lord John 4 and 8. He that loveth not, knoweth not God, for God is love. Thank you, Brother Lord. Listen, when I look at my family some days, now, you know, many have a form of godliness and deny the power thereof. But they know about God. They've been witnessed to. Many accepted him, they said. But sometimes people forget. Uh, they've been out here on their own. They've been working, you know, for themselves. They've been uh, waking themselves up. This is what they're thinking. I wake up, I go to work, I earn, earn a salary. I can buy, you know, what I need and what I want in some instances and and it's me, and I'm going through life, and I got a man, or I got a woman, I got children, you know, I, I'm trying to get to this American dream, and all of this kind of stuff. But I tell you, when we come to him, this is the main key. We must believe that he is a rewarder of them that diligently, that's, that, that's the big portion right there, that diligently seek him. I can't seek him when I'm in trouble. I can't seek him when a bill needs paid and I don't have the money. I can't seek him when I want uh, things in my favor. Now, I, I got to seek him for everything. I, I, I got to seek him because I want those that are willing to receive him, I want them to receive him. I want them to be saved. Uh, he wished that none should perish. I wish that none should perish. No matter where I am, if opportunity presents itself, I, I want to be a great witness unto him. I was looking at, I can only imagine last night, and how when he came back home, the dad cancer had, you know, uh, glue and everything. And he was sitting at the table with him, and he said, I can't do this. But the daddy exp had explained to him, I don't know how to come to God. I, I don't know how to be a believer like you. And he began to tell him some things, and he was going to walk out on him, and he did. And his bike wouldn't start, and, and then he got in the truck. He couldn't find the key, but he found the brochure where his dad had pancreatic cancer, I think they called it. And he went out to the barn, and his dad was beating up a truck that he wanted him and his son to rebuild. The dad falls out. The son wanted to whoop him, but he couldn't. See, because if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things passed away, and behold, all things become new. You might get angry, and an old man try to come up, but what you used to do, you can't do that no more. Anybody that truly met Jesus for the first time, if you truly met him, when you walked away from him, you're no longer the same. You can't be. No way. The day I met him, I, I, after that, I could not be the same. I tried it. And it wouldn't work. And, and, and even in the fornication, it wouldn't work. Uh, if I'm honest. As Jerry said, it wasn't about nothing. And I went on. But there are some things that we must consider daily. And, and not give 
Yeah, yeah, he got saved for real, brother, little Dennis Quaid. I, I've seen him in a movie before that where him and his family was in an airplane and he couldn't, uh, 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 the pilot died. And he had to fly that plane. His brother died and he denounced God. Oh, but when God got through, he told him, he said, I'm sorry. I, I doubted you. Thank you. But he went to praying before that because he asked God to save his family. <laughs> Dennis Quaid, yeah. I, and I said that last night, Brother Lewis. I said, uh, Dennis must have done gave his life to the Lord because there's no way he could play all these godly roles and, and, and not have God in him, not know nothing about God, like Lionel Richie. No way he could say certain things and he don't know. He just coming out, no, no, no. But I tell you this morning, it's praying time. They got, they said Celine Dion brought out a a, 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 a demonic uh, wardrobe, what they call it, clothes, clothing line. Yes, it was, Pastor David, it was an excellent movie. I love it. They say she brought out a demonic clothing line. And what I saw, skulls and goat heads and all of this craziness. And want the children to buy it. And they showed the video. Yeah, it was a mean old man. In, 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 that, in the video they showed me, she was at the hospital where the babies were newborns, infants. Boys on one side, girls on one side. And she sprinkled some kind of gold dust. And there was no gender. There wasn't a boy, there wasn't a girl, no gender at all. And she brought out these clothing lines. And I'm telling you, uh, I'm going to call them straight people. People that say they're straight and you supporting the foolishness, I'm here to tell you. You may as well be that. Because why would you try and impress this ugliness through your children. They're going to grow up one day. And see, a lot of parents try to be friends with their children. That won't work. One day they're going to slap your face or they're going to say words so harsh, it'll be like a real slap in your face. In some places, it'll be like they beat you up. Can't be friends. Sometimes we learn too late. But you can go back to God, go back to the drawing table and tell God about it and repent. And he'll fix it for you. He'll bring your children to a place where they should be. With respect. Because the world has lost their mind. No respect. No dignity. No real character. Nothing is sacred. Everything is out there. When I was coming up, they didn't, they didn't teach me all kind of sexual things. Back in the day, they didn't call it sex. They called it the birds and the bees. The dad taught the boys and the mama taught the daughters. Yeah. And not that my mother didn't teach me. But once I got grown, I decided to try what the world was trying. I come from a God to home. But I wanted to see, I thought what it really was. And when I got to see what it really was, I really didn't want it. But I didn't know what to do. Because I was in the tune of impressing people. Yeah, I, I, I was in tune, had a car, but I was in tune of 
uh, wearing the Theon uh, uh, nail polish, you know, and especially on my toes and nice shoes, and, and I'm walking so you can see all of this, impressing for no reason. Just, just crazy. That's what it was. Mentally challenged. I wasn't closed in my right mind. I want you to know that this morning because God had not entered me. He had not given me a new mind. He had not given me, uh, released me from the spirit of fear. Yet I didn't have his power. I didn't have love and a sound mind. I, I was missing these things. Because if I didn't have Jesus, then I'm crazy as a bed bug. Yeah. And you know crazy people can do some strong things. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I see them all the time in corporate America, going up the ladder and making money. Oh, my crazy a bed book. We only going to have a sound mind when we in Jesus and he's in us because he keeps us. He gave us power, love, and a sound mind. So before I let him come in to live in my heart forever, yeah, I was a fornicator, liar, cheater, thief, all of that I was. But once he came in, it was a new day. I became a new creature in Christ. So I could no longer do those things. But I remember this video watching it, No More Sheets. And that blessed my heart really, really good. And I'm grateful unto Almighty God this morning. So look, we're going to one more song of the morning, and when we come back, I got to make sure I put it in here. Y'all know how to roll. Uh, well, wait, y'all, I got it. I tell you what, let's go to one more song of the morning, and hopefully when we come back, there it is. We will come back with uh, Juanita Bynum's No More Sheets. It's the method. You know, sometimes in life, situations are going to occur where you may look to the left or the right and you can't find any answers and you can't find anybody to help you. But I'm reminded of the word that says, They that wait upon the Lord. He shall renew their strength. They shall mount up on wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Come on. You got to learn how to wait. I don't mind waiting. I don't mind waiting. I don't mind waiting.
Cause I know you're coming out the wild So I don't even mind No I'll wait on you, Lord
hallelujah, hallelujah. And that was Juanita Bynum. I don't mind waiting. I don't mind waiting on you, Lord. I got to let it finish downloading a little bit because I forgot to put it in. I got excited with just those two songs. I can only imagine and, uh, oh, Lord, how beautiful. I forgot to put it in, but I got it in. But we give it a few minutes. But I don't mind waiting on the Lord. I heard her say it's a privilege to wait on the Lord. Yeah. Wait on the Lord. Be of a good courage. And he should strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Psalms, I believe that is 27 and 14. Yeah, Psalms 27 and 14. But we want everything right away. And I'm raising my hand this morning because I'm so guilty. Yeah, Lord, give it to me right now, right now. Right now. Do it now. No, the Lord is not doing it now, Barbara. Uh, in my perfect time, I will do it for you. I have perfect timing, and this is not going to kill you. This is not going to make you worse. Uh, this, no, this is going to bless you if you allow me to do it. If you wait on me and get the lesson out of the trial, because after this trial, another trial will come. You may have often heard me say when I was in school, I was going to the university, and after each class, they gave me a test. If I passed the test, then I got to, you know, continue on. And then at the ending of that semester, they gave me the huge test, which would prove to the professor and the school that I learned what was taught. And each one of those classes, it was serious business. I didn't have time to play, <laughs> text, chat, Facebook. Uh-uh. I didn't do any of that. It was a rare occasion, really. Now, what I did is promote over there the show. But just hold it like I do now, conversation with people. And people could call me. Uh-uh. I had to learn. And it took something because this was a whole new arena to me. Yeah, I had a GED. I didn't go all the way through the steps of 12th grade like that. So I had to take time to learn and to figure this stuff out and ask questions and request a, a tutor and all of this. But I got through it. And I graduated early. And when I tell you people who was getting their... Uh, PhD, their master degrees, their bachelor degrees, their associate's degrees. When I came down through the line, <laughs> I had them screaming. And I and they tried to keep a straight face because you know they record us and everything. And I'm, I said, don't worry about that. I'll be back next year, you PhD of you. Oh, I was just I was just selling out to it. And they couldn't say nothing. They had to sit there. When after I got my paper, you walk down off the stage, you know, and of course your family and friends up screaming and hollering and clapping. And uh, this one girl, Sweet, she used to do a lot of uh, stuff for the Fourth Sunday Fellowship. She had a band. Sweet said, well, where are you going after this? I said, well, we're going out to Wasabi. She said, I'm going. I said, okay, come on. I went on through the door. When I got through the door, the color guard, the Army Military Color Guard was there. 
So I started bowing. I said, thank you, thank you. And they clapped Oh, it was so funny. It was so funny. But after every class, I had to prove that I had learned. I had to prove to the university. <laughs> after every trial, we're proving to ourselves and the world that God is. And he is who he said he is. After every trial, you're able to prove to yourself he's a way maker. He's a heart fixer. He's a mind regulator. He's faithful. He won't leave me nor forsake me. He'll be with me until the end. After every trial, hallelujah, Jesus. And so we're thankful unto him this morning. And I think it is through downloading and we're going to take a listen to Juanita Bynum, No More Sheep. Hiding place. <laughs> okay. I think we have heard and seen enough flesh in this decade to last us throughout eternity. And the purpose that the Lord has called me to this platform is a very uncomfortable position for me today. And it's uncomfortable because if in fact you've never eaten strawberries and you go to the encyclopedia or you get a couple of people to uh, describe to you what a strawberry tastes like. You can, out of your own intellect, muster up something to say whenever you ask about a strawberry. You can always tell people that uh, what they say about strawberries is that some are sweet and some are sour and, and the whole nine yards. And, and so you, you, can, you can get away with explaining something that you have never experienced without exploiting yourself. But when you've been called to do something or to speak on a subject that leaves you vulnerable and, 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 and naked, that's a, that's a big responsibility because there's no way that I can preach around being single. I can't just give you a definition out of the Bible or a definition out of Webster as to what single is all about and thinking that, that after we shout a couple of times and say a couple of amens and, you know, you can go right out of the auditorium and feel like I've just gotten some information about, about being single. But, but, but because I have experienced that and am experiencing that, there, there, there is no way that I can talk about it without, without giving it my own business. You understand what I'm saying? I gotta, I gotta, I gotta kind of put myself out there and I'm, I'm kind of feeling nervous about that and I'm sitting over there in the seat and I'm saying to God don't don't mess me up like that because because these are my secrets and these are my own little failures and these are my own little things that I've done that I don't want anybody to, to know what I've done and then the Lord said to me while Sister Beverly was singing how can you help somebody if you don't tell anybody where you've been they've heard enough junk they've heard enough Bible stories and if you're like me I've gone to the bookstore I've bought just about every book I can 
can think of on being single and how to be single and how to walk single. And none of it really helped me until I began to experience the single life. Mm. Mm. Come on. admit something today. I'm scared about this message. <laughs> I'm, I'm real nervous today about this this particular word. When I I started, first of all, I had to go to the scripture. And I have to say this to you. The, the difficult thing about about me standing here today is because I was I was single as a, a, a virgin and I was born and raised in the Church of God in Christ and they and they told me that if I live right and if I serve the Lord with all of my might that God would would bring somebody into my life. So so I've had the experience of, of of being single and being a virgin and waiting on God for a mate and then the whole trauma of getting the wrong mate. So then I've been single uh, as a virgin and then married and then lived with a man and have experienced sex with the man and then not married anymore and had to go through the whole trauma of, oh y'all looking at me like <laughs> so if you, you've been married and divorced I got you you, you, you was a virgin I got you too <laughs> come on here somebody if, if in fact you, you, you've been going through through relationships I, I'm with you I'm with you I'm with, I'm with you all the way and, and I was sitting over there last night and I was listening to, to the man of God preach and, and, and I was just going through all kind of changes in that seat and just all kind of changes and I'm just sitting there and I'm going through going through changes because I begin to hear something tell somebody in order for you to in order for you to ever be free, you got to have the power to to hear something and not and, and, and I'm a firm believer of this and I and I don't wanna I don't wanna bust anybody's bubbles today but 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 I I've been there and when I say I've been there I found out something my brothers and my sisters and that is I I've I've been to services and they've told me to bone up a piece of paper and, and write his name on it and throw it over your shoulder and tell the devil <laughs> that it's over and I did that and then Bishop it wasn't over. I wish I had somebody that didn't mind being real today. I just wish I had somebody didn't mind just telling the real truth. I, 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 I've done that. I, I got up in my seat and they said stand up and spin around three times and, and sit back down and tell the devil I'm spinning out of it. And I, and I did that and I spin out of it and, and it still wasn't over. I, I don't know about y'all but I'm just talking about my own experience because even even today I'm struggling with a couple of things right now. Y'all you don't you don't want me to tell the truth, right? You want me to stand up here and act like because I got this mic in my hand that I'm just so sold out for Jesus that don't nothing bother me. I'm just all in the anointing and I don't never get frustrated 
Yes. Preach it, Bob. And I'm sick of people lying to me. I'm sick of people telling me, oh, come on, here, somebody. Just come on and tell me the truth. Oh, come on, here, somebody. Oh, it's a fight every day. Every day of your life. You in the mall, you see a fine man. You in the laundromat, you see a fine man. And you keep wondering to yourself, when is it going to be my turn? What am I doing wrong? Oh, come on, here, somebody. I wish I could forget I was a prophetess for a second and give him my phone number and sneak away and call him and give him my pay. That I can, I can give him my pager. Ain't nobody gonna, gonna know it. I can, I can give him, a, I can give him the phone number to the office. <laughs> Ain't nobody gonna know it. Come on, somebody. And I look at, look at myself, and I, you're getting dressed up, everything, and you're staying, and you're staying for what? There's got to be more to this than just traveling across the country and preaching and preaching and everybody jumping and shouting. And then I got to go back home sitting in my breakfast nook area across the table with my God sisters who I get sick of looking at every day and who y'all ain't gonna say nothing in here. I just wanna just, y'all mind if I just deliver my own self? You're getting tired of looking at your sisters. Your sisters in the Lord, and you're tired of sitting up talking about what you what you want to do and where you where you want to go. And I said, Lord, I said, what what is wrong? Why, why? I, I, I know I know that I know that you got somebody for me, but why am I not married? Mm. You know what I and now y'all can y'all can y'all can beg the different if you want to, but I find it very difficult to listen to anybody preach to me about being single when they got a pair of thighs in their bed every night. You know when you rolling over in the sheets and you you telling me to hold on, honey, sanctify yourself, and you going home to biceps and triceps and big old muscles and thighs. You got somebody giving you back rubs? No, no, no. You go sit down. I want to hear hold on from somebody who is really. Come on here, Walmart. Preach it. Yes, ma'am. Don't tell me to hold on. Look around this building today. Look around this building. We got all these shapes in 36, 24, 36, and biceps, and all of this body that we don't know what to do with. Let me tell y'all something. Let me tell y'all something. 
I went to so many single seminars. And then one time they told me, they said, buy yourself some flowers and, and treat yourself wonderful. And they said, go to Victoria's Secrets and buy yourself some pretty pajamas and, and get yourself all dolled up and be good to yourself. But see, when I got through putting on them pajamas and, and all that perfume, it didn't satisfy nothing. I don't understand right. nothing in here. Y'all, I'm real sorry about this, and, and I'm about to really, really mess myself up here. And, but, but you know what? You know what? God is calling us to be honest. And, and come on here. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And so, you know, you got your people that, that's not really saved and consecrated. And then they start telling you, well, you know, you can masturbate. You can do it yourself. You ain't got to. Y'all, I'm going to be honest. I ain't going to hide nothing. When you go out of here, you're going to know all my business. And God, and God, can, I said, God, it's got to be more to it than this. Come on here, somebody. Oh, no. If I got to go back to the altar and repent, I'm not coming back to the altar to repent because I took care of myself. If I got to come down here, I'm going to go get me somebody and have it all night and all day. And then I'm not going to come to the altar for masturbation. Since I got to move y'all. Mama. <laughs> Listen, let me tell y'all something. This ain't 1920. This ain't 1969. Come on, wake up and smell the coffee. This ain't 1980. Oh, we going into the year 2000. Come on here, somebody. And if the church don't get real with the people of God, we going to lose a whole lot of folk. It's time out for putting covers on it and, and trying to hide it up and don't want to say it. And don't, no, 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 no. It's time to confront the situation the way it is. Call a spirit a spirit. Come on here, somebody. No, no, no. Don't tell me. I want to know how to be free. And just in case I haven't given you the topic, the topic to this word is the process. Last night, last night the man of God, he started talking about the men and, and, and he, he, he kind of really laid into the brothers and I was sitting there and the Lord began to talk to me. And he began to say to me, do you not understand this? 
They said, you have to tell them. See, I, all I have is an ear. I just opened up my ear and said, God, well, he said, tell them that. See, I understand something, my brothers and my sisters. Men are, they are projectors, and women are receptive. They, men, they, they release, and women, they get an impartation. And I sat to the Lord and sitting here, and I was looking out there at all of my, my sisters and all of you all looking so, so beautiful and, 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 and so wanting to God to, to give you that answer. And then the Lord began to say to me, look at, look at your own life. And I had to start looking at myself. He said, you are a sister, and you are attractive, and, and yes, people come after you. And God began to say to me, he said, you know why there's more pain for women that I sing? than it is for men he said because according to the Old Testament men after they they, they project themselves and they get a release they, they, they what they've lost is strength so every time they sleep with a woman and that woman is not their their wife they're losing strength but see every time a man sleeps with us we're getting a deposit now let me help you with something see understand something if in fact that the scripture lets us know that marriage is not uh, going to the courthouse and standing in front of the altar. Our mates are chosen in the spirit realm. And, and, and I don't know about y'all, but when I got my divorce, I went to court and the, and the judge said to me, he said, was this marriage consummated? And you know, me being slow and from the ghetto, I leaned over to my lawyer. I said, that's a big word. What does that mean? He said, it means, did you have sex with the man? And I said, well, yes, I did. He said, then it was consummated, which means it doesn't matter that you got a piece of paper once you have had sex with a man then what happens according to the realm of the spirit the spirit of that man steps in your body oh y'all better come on and see this thing and you all become one person yeah, come on listen at this you 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 become one with the person that you have slept with and I was sitting there and I was asking the Lord and I don't like it when God do this to me and I'm sitting over there and I said to the Lord I said but why am I not married and he said to me you've been married too many times he said every time you slept with somebody you married them and that person became your husband he said but what your problem is you got married to all these men, but you never divorced any of them. And y'all, I gotta, I gotta teach. I, I, I feel, I feel bad because, because he was ministering to me over there. And I said, I said, but why am I not married? He said, you're not married because you're not single. When you when you when you by yourself, this is a singles a singles conference. It's it, it we all are single. So I started looking for that in the Bible. Every time I found single, I kept running around the scriptures that said singleness in heart. And I said, God, what are you talking about? He said, There's a whole lot of y'all out there who ain't got nobody with you, but you're not single. He said, You know what's wrong with you? He said, There's a lot of there's a whole lot of brothers. Now come on, sisters, I gotta help you, honey. Willie and George and James and Tony. They all still in you. You ain't single. And that's why your mate that God has for you cannot be joined to you. Because when he does, ain't no room for him. In order for God to bring somebody else in your life, there's got to be room for that person in your life. You're not single yet. You still are 
Can I just speak this? Well, what do you mean I'm attached? What do you mean I'm attached? What do you mean? Well, I, I, well, I, can, I can only talk about myself when I say that I am attached. Uh, when, I, when I go, I've went out of town places, Bishop, and I've, I've seen my old flings and people, you know, that you didn't really shown up had and you you say speaking in tongues and on fire for the lord and loving jesus and and when you see him something jump in you and you start feeling a little and god god begin to say it ain't gone he's still in there oh come on here look at this no that no his spirit is still in you uh-huh uh-huh see when, listen when you start getting single before the lord you start getting purged out in your spirit and when you see him it ain't nothing there left for him when you see him don't nothing jump inside of you when you see him you ain't got no no desires and a lot of times we come to church sitting in church and having flashbacks from stuff that we y'all ain't gonna be honest but i'm gonna be honest because i done been right there you look at people and you think they praising god and what they doing is going whoo god help my mind Jesus, Lord, the blood, the blood right now, the, the blood, y'all don't want me to tell the truth in here. Can I just at least get one sister to just be honest? Now, I'm not talking about no two-minute thrill, but I'm talking about when you done really been with somebody, when you get in church and worship service, you shut your eyes, here it comes. Flashback. Come on. And we are dancing, and we are shouting, and we looking like we got the victory. And because we've been in church so long, we know how to do all the arm movements. We know how to hold our back. We know how to go across the floor. We know how to look like we save. We know how to act like we save. But there is a war that is going on in my spirit. I said to God, I said, take me. Take me to something. Show me. And he began to say, "You, we're talking about I'm, I'm ready. I, I'm a prophet. Let me just leave you with this word. You ain't ready for marriage. You, not, not now. Not, not, not yet. And then when God began to show me that thing, he said, that's the reason why. And I've, I've had some good brothers to come to me and want to, want to date me and, and the first thing I start doing is trying to you know the last person that you really in love with and you ain't really been set free in your heart from that spirit from them you know you reason why I know I wasn't ready because everybody that come along until you get delivered in your spirit from all the rest of the people that you've been with then wherever your mate is that's the reason why you got people that are married and they still ain't satisfied and he can't satisfy you know why because his spirit is in competition with all the rest of them spirits that still live in you and he hugging you tell me hug me like this I don't want you to tell me like that touch me like this roll me over like this throw me up flip me over turn me around Thank me, with me. No, 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 you got the wrong man, baby. Oh, come on. I'm a saved man. I'm a sanctified man. No, no, no. See, in your mind, you trying to 
Come on. Y'all don't want me to teach the guy. Pass me them sheets. Yeah. I want to get married. I want to get married and you can't even cook. Mm. I want to get married and your nails too long to make a biscuit. Mm. I want to get married and you can't even wash clothes. Come on here. Because you know what? He's preparing me for my mate. He can't be in the shower. 
and he asks you for some soap. Well, we ain't got none. I got to run out. No, no, no. Prepare yourself. Sit your hips down. You don't want no man. You want sex. You don't want a husband. You want a midnight rendezvous. Marriage is not sex. Marriage is ministry. And unless you prepare to, to minister to the men of God, don't mess over them. Y'all ain't saying nothing. I can't. I said, what do you mean, Proverbs 31? I said, that's impossible. And that ain't for this time. That ain't for now. He said, buy what you need. I said, what you, buy what I need. He said, buy what you need. You ain't got no savings, don't buy nothing. You ain't got, here we are. I'm on my knees, I'm praying, God gonna give me a husband. No, 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 no. I'm gonna tell you what you're gonna do. You're gonna take that anointing and that Holy Ghost gonna whisper in your ear and he gonna tell you, take that money to the bank and save it. See, right now, you talking about you single? Well, let me tell you what your problem is. If you are, if you are an individual who is without anybody, then you know, let me tell you how messed up you are because you know what, by now, you ought to at least have one piece of property that is in your name. You ain't even got nothing. You live in an apartment. Y'all ain't saying nothing. I'm not going to get no amen. You still paying on your furniture. Come on, get somebody. When you come to a man and a man choose you, you ought to be able to say, this is what I got right here. And see, the reason why you can't make the right decision when some fool come to you talking about how you my wife is because you ain't got nothing. And the first pair of laps he buy you, you all excited. He bought me some laps. He bought me this couch. He bought me this car. He bought me my bedroom. Bad yourself! Bring me them sheets. The Bible said, the Bible said, I'm ready. I done lost weight. You might as well go eat. wrong idea. That's why we need a cheerleader to get you to praise God because you got so much baggage. 
when a man look at you, he see a major responsibility. He can look at your eyes and tell you need it. Y'all don't want me to tell the truth, but I'm going to tell the truth. See, the Bible says, the Bible says, when, when Esther, now watch this, watch this, my brothers, watch this, watch this. See, the king, the king had Vesta, and then the process, the process was, for a whole year, they got massage. Now, I don't know if any of y'all ever been to, to a massage parlor or not, but a massage parlor is a place where people say, not a carnal mind, say, I just felt so good when I came out of that. Girl, it just make you feel good all over. Just make your hands and everything. Just, you just feel so relaxed. That's good all in your spirit. Well, see, that wasn't the purpose of it. The purpose wasn't for it to relax you. The purpose of a massage, when the last time I went, the lady said, we're going we gonna to let you sit here. We're going to give you some hot water. Now, if you go to a ripe one, and they're going to give you some citrus fruit, Pastor, and then after that, Bishop, they're going to lay you down. And when they start massaging you, if they really doing it right, it, it, it ought to somewhat hurt a little bit. Because what happened is they're mashing toxic waste out of the body. So for a whole year, they were in the kingdom getting mad stone every day and see they got these kind of oils that they use that get underneath the skin and it causes all of the toxins to go into the bowel tract and into the urine tract and if you ever had a good massage well you know by, by the time they get halfway through you got you on the table but you got to use the bathroom and you got to get up and go and run and tinkle because they actually get into the toxins are y'all following what i'm saying so so see in order to go through the process they were being mashed on for a whole year for a whole year all of them were and when they came before the king, he chose Vesta. She was fine. She was beautiful. She was all that and a bag of chips and dip with a lemon and peanuts in a diet coke. She was all, oh, come on here, somebody. But see, what, what, listen, what, what the brothers make their mistake? You made the mistake of the, the choice of the first king. He chose her because she was beautiful. But when he said, come, her spirit wasn't right. She was sexy, but her spirit was bad. Oh, y'all they saying that her hair and she smelled good, but her inside brought him reproach. See, let me help you with something. Right now in this building, under the prophetic anointing that is on my life, I know for a fact that the brothers and the sisters that are in this place today have not been purged enough. See, you gotta understand something. There's still residue on you from the streets. See, a lot of stuff that we choose, and now we, well, I just, we just clicked together. It's something about him. I met him. We just had a good time. See, you have to understand something. We are so instamatic and so right now. Everybody, we choose. We choose because they rock our world now. We choose them because they make us feel good now. But see, when God chooses a mate for you, he chooses who's going to be able to accommodate where you're going. And that's why five years after you get married, y'all tell me we just didn't grow apart. No, you didn't grow apart. Y'all ain't saying nothing. What you chose was somebody right now that can satisfy you, but they were not able to grow in the Holy Ghost and accommodate where you are going. That's what God has to choose. 
we just grew apart. We just grew apart. We was happy. We just grew apart. And then God said to me, he says, for a whole year, watch this. Let's talk about this. Can we talk about this? Can we talk about this, my sisters? Y'all look so good out there. I ain't going to even ask you who got a bank account. That ain't important. <laughs> I'm my single. You know what? Let me tell y'all something. God said to me, he said, you, you ought to be the biggest giver in the house. I get no amens right there. I said to the Lord, I said, okay, God. I said, so now what you want me to do? He said, now you got to go through the process. I said, what is the process? See, I understand this. I got to tell you the truth. There's a penalty to pay for everybody you done slept with. You ain't just going to come to the and say, Lord, forgive me. And, and thank you, Jesus. Just government. Y'all don't understand. And I, and I know that's what they say, and it sounds good. Come on. Baby girl, come on, can we talk? It ain't gonna be like that. Because you know what? Now the Lord said to me, I gotta process you now. And I said, what do you mean? He said, oh, you stop thinking about getting married. It's gonna be a good while before you get married. He said, because see, first of all, now I gotta start taking off layers. One man, it took me about maybe a year and a half of consecration. Y'all ain't, you know what, it's so real. It's so real, Bishop. About a year and a half before all the dreams. And you know it didn't last but about five or ten minutes, but the devil will play it like it's an hour. You know most of us ain't had but a five-minute man, and the devil will try to make it seem like it was hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and hours. And see, that should get your mind to going again and going again and desiring it, and he wasn't even all that. Mm. He just set up. Mm. Your imagination is a setup that gets you back in a trap. And I had to go back to God and say, God, do it. I went on the altar. I fasted. I prayed. I said, God, take it out. Everything that's in me that's not like you. My mind and my spirit. God, make me one with you, Lord. God, I don't want that. And all of a sudden, I saw him. And he said, hey. I said, God bless you. Came up. I said, oh. I walked away from it. Look back. That was. I said, God, look here, Jesus. I didn't feel nothing. My stomach didn't jump. I didn't get in the car thinking about it. I got home and I thought about it. I said, I can't believe I saw it. And nothing moved. Didn't nothing jump in me 
And the thing about it is, let me show y'all something. See, that you listen, when you in the streets and you choose it on your own, you so blind and, and you just love him so much. And, and, and some of you know what, some people, y'all go back and y'all look at him and y'all see him and y'all say, girl, I saw George in the grocery store. He sure looked bad. You know he got a, a tooth is crooked now and his leg is all messed up. Well, see, his leg was messed up when you was dating him. He had that same lip. That tooth was crooked while he was in your life, but you were so blind. Honey, you didn't see the crook. You didn't see the crooked teeth. You didn't see the gold in his mouth. You didn't notice that his nose was like a pig bull. You didn't even notice he was cockeyed because the devil had you blind. But when God takes the blindness off of your eyes, you go to praising God and you say, my God, he ugly. I'm so Please. glad that you rescued me. See, when they not saved, they don't change. But when the Holy Ghost changes you, you're able to see them as they are. You better thank God for deliverance. You better thank Him right now. And here you go. You starting to, now watch this, watch this. And y'all know me, y'all know I'm telling the truth. For a season, for a season in your first walk with God, save me and don't even look at you. See, you have to understand the truth, and that is, when you get hoodlums, still look at you, tell me, how you doing, baby? You know what, you, you know what it is? There's something still on you. Y'all ain't saying nothing, women. When you get a no good demon still talking about, how you doing, baby? Sure would like to get with you. There's still something about the way you dress. There's still something about the way you look. That's still attracting those kind of men. You understand something? Listen, listen. You know the guys with the baseball caps and the earrings and the gold teeth? They don't even say nothing to me. They don't even speak to me. You know why? Because when I go to the mall, there's something about my persona that said, Negro, I ain't playing. Don't mess with me. I'm on a mission for God. I'm not falling for no chunk. I don't want your car. I don't want your house. I don't want no TV. I don't want no lamps. I got a house. I got a car. I got some lamps. Yeah! 
You ain't seen him in church in a while. He loves me. Why don't you call the credit bureau and check him out? If he allowed about his bills, y'all ain't gonna say nothing here. If he allowed to the creditor, he gonna lie about your nails. He gonna lie about your hair. He gonna lie about the rent. Y'all don't wanna hear this today. See, let me tell y'all something. Can I just share this with you? I read in the encyclopedia, and I'm, I'm close enough. I read about the eagle. And the eagle, the, the, you know what? The eagle, when she chooses her mate, it blew my mind. The encyclopedia says she goes to the ground and she gets a stick and she flies high on top of a branch. And the male eagle just flying behind her. And she drops the branch out the tree. And it's his job to fly and catch the branch before it hit the ground. So he caught the first little twig. She said, all right, let me go get another one. This time, she gets the branch about the weight of what a baby eagle would be. Because she want to see that if a baby eagle ever fall, can you catch it? She drops it out the tree, and here we go, he catches it. She said, all right, you did real good. But then she goes to get a branch her same weight, and she drops it. But this time she fly high in the sky. She said, now if you can catch this, then I know if anything ever to happen to me, you can catch me. And she drops the branch. I don't know about y'all. Watch this, watch this, it's gonna help you. I went on a 40 day consecration and fast. And the whole time I was on the fast, didn't have no problems with the flesh. Speaking in tongues on high, glorifying God. And the devil said, you free. Y'all, I gotta tell my testimony. Thank you, Jesus. The devil ain't got no new tricks. He brought the same person around. Before I knew it, now this ain't none of y'all. 
Cause y'all too holy for this. You too righteous to do this. But I found myself right back in the sheets again. Y'all ain't gonna say that. Say, so what do you mean after you got through conquest? Let me help you with something in the Lord said to me. He said, whatever it took you to get free, you're going to have to stay there to stay free. You can't consecrate five days and go back to watching mess on the TV. You can't consecrate for 10 days and go back to hanging around Junker. But you got to make up in your mind. My problem is not like yours. Lord, I thank you. 
God, I give you the praise. Father, I praise you. About the third morning, he said, tomorrow when you get up, get up and get dressed. Comb your hair. Put your clothes on. Put the makeup on. Don't come in my presence like that. Treat me like you treat your man. Y'all don't want me to tell y'all this. He said, I want you to attention. And I said, okay, God. And I got up the next day and I got my clothes on. And I started walking around the basement. I started praying. And I started praying. And after about a week passed, Bishop, I, it was hard for me to get up. And every morning, for about five mornings, I heard, I heard a sound. Felt like a video tape was falling off the TV. And I'd sit up off the couch and I'd say, something failed. And when I look at the clock, it said 515. I said, the next day, the exact same thing happened. Something failed. I woke up. It said 515. There have been four days in a row. I got my guys and I said, come down to the basement. Because I know I keep hearing something fall off the shelf. You got to, listen, listen. The very next morning, after five days, something fell off the shelf. I said, what is that sound? I said, did you hear? She said, I didn't hear nothing. And when I got up to pray, I said, God, what is that sound? He said, that's you falling. If you don't get up in prayer, the sound that you hear hitting the floor. Oh, y'all ain't going to say nothing here. But see, listen, listen. He's calling all of us. He's calling every last one of us us to a life of prayer and consecration. He's calling us to accountability. Oh, I know this ain't good. Listen, this ain't no good, good, happy, happy, jumping, shouting message. But God has said he's calling you to submission. He's calling you to submit to authority. He's calling you to pay your bills. When you leave out of this conference, he don't want you going out of here with your mind on getting married. But he wants you to leave out of here with your mind on getting single. No, 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 no. Every conference, when you say single, then we go out of here talking about, I know it's my turn next. And that's why you're right back in the same place. But God said, not this time. He said, you time, look, it's time. Some of y'all said, well, well, I don't know, how do I do? Listen, when God dropped my last sheet, now this is going to minister, honey, I had me a sugar daddy. Somebody bought me a car, bought me $500 Gucci boots and silk blouses. Oh, come on, I had it. I was, I was working on my job and didn't even have to cash my checks. I had two and three check pay stubs laying up on the dresser. He was giving me everything that I want. And when the Holy Ghost began to do surgery on the inside, I'm talking about real surgery, I came home one day after work and walked in my closet and got everything he ever bought me and threw it in the middle of the floor. I said, anybody want clothes? I don't want nothing the devil bought me. I don't want nothing he got. Y'all ain't gonna say nothing. I gave away lamps. I gave away Y'all ain't gonna talk back in here. Honey, I said, I don't care if my house is empty. I'm cleaning out my house. I don't want no necklace. I don't want no jewelry. I don't want no ring. I don't want no earrings. I don't want no car. I want to be free. It don't mean nothing. I called my sister. I said, you want a car? And the devil said, look at you. He said, look at you. And Bishop, after long, I got poor. Five years ago, I had holes in my shoes. 
I had to go through McDonald's drive through to get a soda and ask for extra napkins so I could have toilet paper. I used toilet paper for that time of the month I was poor. I'm telling y'all, well, I lived in the projects and I suffered because I was determined. I was determined. I got tired of people kissing on me. I got tired of people with their hands in my underwear. It was too expensive. And the reason why I walk so proud <laughs> 
because I didn't have to sleep with anybody to get shoes and I didn't have to, nobody had to feel on me for the suit I got on it. Uh, y'all ain't saying nothing. All I paid was cash for it. Uh, y'all ain't saying nothing. Uh, see, see there's, a, there's a game to it. Uh, you buy me a purse, uh, you can feel my chest. Uh, you buy me some shoes, uh, I'll let you rub on my behind. Uh, oh, come on, somebody. You give me this, I'll give you this. You give me this, you, hey, if you give me all of this, then I'll give you all of this. And the devil is a liar. I listen, listen. I'm able to walk with my head up high because I don't belong to anybody pieces of me. It's not all over America. Oh, come on, get somebody. The Lord has collected all of my body parts. He's giving me back my body. He's put me back together. My breast is not in Texas. And my vagina in Europe. And my behind in California. I got my body back. about me 
and they called me names, and my ex-boyfriends got married in my face to my friends. Y'all ain't gonna say nothing. I got married. I've had three miscarriages. I couldn't hold a child. I was told that I would never be nothing. I had a breakdown behind my marriage. I was in an institution. The doctor said I would never be right. I almost died of anorexia. I was six months from being dead. And I said, I can't take no more. And the Lord said to me, it's the got to process you, and you sitting out there today, and you don't want to go through, and you don't want to suffer, and you don't want to be without, and some of y'all ain't never been without a man, but I want to tell you something, the ultimate joy in my life right now is the Lord, and I'm not standing here telling you something just to make you feel good, but I'm satisfied with where I am, and I don't want to mess up nobody's life. And I say to God every day, until you finish processing me, don't send nobody my way. And that's why I'm woman enough. Oh, some of y'all think you a woman. You ain't no woman. You flirting around and batting your eyes and winking your eyes and all in the brother's faces. I'm going to tell you when you become a woman, when you can look at a man of God or a brother and say, I'm not ready for marriage. It's not you, it's me. I'm not finished being processed. I can mess up your life. And God said to me, before you can walk down the aisle, I got to get rid of all of that pain. That's too much responsibility for you to take into a marriage. Wanting him to make up for what other men did. Wanting them to buy for you what your ex-husband couldn't. Making statements like the next time around, he gonna do this and he gonna do that. No, my sister, my queens, my little princesses, that's not the will of God. No, babies. The will of God is that you allow me to process you. The will of God is that I have this sheet in my hand. And God, this is what he's doing. He's blowing. He's cleaning. You don't even realize it, but even while I was preaching, he was healing. No, 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 you ain't, you ain't going out of here like you came in here. No, 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 you're not, you're not, you're not, you're not going out of here seeking. A man can't do it right now. It, honey, your problem is too deep for a man. Don't eat, oh. don't, 
don't, don't, don't, don't even do yourself that bad. Don't put that kind of responsibility on a brother, honey. No, no, wait, wait, you don't understand. Well, let me tell you something. Some of y'all right now thinking about getting married. The Lord, the Lord told me to tell you, wait. Oh, well, you, uh, I know you got the ring on and it's all shiny, but honey, you can go buy yourself a diamond ring. Get, get, listen, go, why, why don't you just go on and buy your ring and get the thrill over with? Because, see, listen, it ain't about no big diamond ring. And, and, and you know what? And you know, Listen, listen, be a woman. I don't care if you done set the date. Come on, you know you're not ready. Oh, y'all, I wish I had, I wish I had somebody to be honest today. See, God sent you in here to save your life. He sent you in here so you don't have to go backwards and do stuff all over again and mess up your reputation and mess up nobody's life and embarrass your family and embarrass yourself at work. Oh, come on here, somebody. Listen, all God wants you to do, all he wants you to do is realize, Lord, I want you to process me. I want you to start in me today. Today, 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 today. Today, I want you to get rid of every thought. I want you to cast down every imagination, everything that exalted itself against you, God. I want you to purify my mind. I want you to purge my spirit. I want you to cleanse my heart, God. And then I want you to renew in me a right spirit. Sex. 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 It ain't everything. Tell yourself that right now as I... Right now. And right now, while I'm talking, even in this conference, you don't even know it yet. But you're going to go back home. And you're going to go to grab it, and you're going to hear these words. I'm telling you right now, it's over. You can, you know what, you know what, you can, you can, you can, you can, you can sit there and just clap your hands like, like I just told you, just said something real cute. The weight of the anointing that's on my life have severed every dead relationship that has ever been in your life right now. And whether you are in here and you want to let it go or not, it's too late. I done already cut you loose because I know what is the will of God for your life. And what you need to do, you need to get out of that place that you're standing in and run right out of it because you've been cut free. It's been cut out of you. Everything.
You better praise him right now. He's delivering you from the memory. I don't mean stand there. I mean show the praise him.
I wish y'all could see what I see. I literally, I literally can see spirits going through the walls. I see the spirit of perversion going. I see homosexuality and lesbianism flying. I see perversion going. Oh, I wish someone, oh, hey, hey. you today. You right, he delivered you today. Oh my God. He showed up delivered you. When you got it in your hand, lift it up. Now watch this. 
these all people in here. Y'all think we're gonna wave them for victory? The Lord said today, you're gonna get a bath. Stop cleaning yourself off. Stop wiping yourself down. Wipe yourself down. Clean the mess off. Clean Johnny off of you. Clean Willie off of you. Clean Sarah off of you. Clean Janice off of you. Clean Judy off. Clean George off. Clean your mind. What come on? Wipe your head. Wipe your head. Wipe your eyes. Clean your eyes out. Come on, come on. Clean your mouth. Clean your ears. I'm not listening to no more junk. I'm not listening to no more mess. Come on, wipe your heart. Wipe your heart. Wipe, come on, wipe your chest. Wipe your belly. Wipe down your body. Wipe down your legs. Now wipe your hands off. Now throw it away. I'm clean. I'm clean. I'm not going home dirty. I'm not going home filthy. I let it go. Somebody 
imagine what it will be like when I walk by your side. I can only imagine what my eyes will see when your face is before me. I can only imagine. Jesus, I can only imagine what it would be like on that day when we see him face to face. What would that be? 
he's like, I think I'd just be in awe. Oh, ooh, I fall to my knees in awe. Yeah, we thank God this morning for his word. No more sheep is the name of that one. No more sheep. Yeah, I was blessed by that. I was truly blessed when I first heard it. Because that let me know, you don't have to do these things, Barbara. This is what you want to do. Yeah. And I heard her say all about the, 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 the laying play for a, a, a TV. Uh, it's just foolishness. Just foolishness. Yeah. Because if we trust God, we don't have to do any of those ill things. Yeah. Because that's an ill will. Um, we don't have to do that. We can go to him for whatever we need. Lord, I need a couch. Lord, I need a TV. Lord, I need a car. God, I need a job. Lord, I need some money. Yeah. And I heard her talk about different things concerning the marriage. Now, I'm going to tell you about that money situation and the credit cards and all of that. (laughs) And this is what I've seen. I've seen a thoroughbred man, rough, rugged, and real, come to the woman. She didn't have a job. She didn't have a credit card. She didn't have no credit. And he married her because he loved her, and he saw that she had all that he needed in a woman. He married her, put her in a house, gave her a car, gave her a credit card, and told her, now, if you want to go to work, you can. The choice is yours. But I prefer you to stay home and take care of our home. We we planning to have children. I, I prefer you be a stay at home mom and take care of our family, take care of our house, our home. No 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 word about no what you bring into the table because God told that man, he told him now, I'm honest. Go on and get it by the sweat of your brow. Told that woman to bad children. Take care of the home. Take care of the family. Now, that's the word of God. That's not the word of Barbara. But see, we got these new age, new age people. And they feel like, you know, tip to tap. But that's not God. And if you truly a woman of God, your job is to pray for your husband. That's what you do. If you have to go to work and help, no problem. Because y'all married. Y'all won. What's his is yours and what's yours is his. And if he falls short anywhere and you can make up the difference, that's that's what you're supposed to do. Because, again, y'all won. And we don't want to work the husband to death to kill him. My husband died before me because I worked him to death. I could have helped, but I wouldn't help. Boyfriends get no privileges. Every now and then you might cook a meal and invite him over, but it's not your job every day to cook your boyfriend a meal, wash his clothes, clean his house. No, 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 no. Boyfriends don't get that kind of privilege. Only husband does. I don't pay no bills helping no boyfriend. I help my husband. I've seen many cases where the couple come to me and the man says, well, she don't have to work. She just want to go out there, and I don't know what's out there for, but she don't have to work. I make more than enough to take care of our home. 
I had one to look at his wife and bend over in her face, eye to eye, and say, and more than enough to take care of you. <laughs> he said, she wants some type of responsibility. So she come to me asking me what, what I need to pay. He said, pay attention to me in my home, at our home. That's what you pay attention to. No, no, what bills um, can I pay or should I pay? He said, I told you, pay attention to me and pay attention to our home, and you'll be doing just fine. But that's not what she wanted. So he said, he told her, uh, look, take care of the, uh, the phone bill, and I think he gave her a water bill. She said, well, what about the cable? He said, well, uh, can you pay the cable bill? Yeah, I can do the phone, the water, and the cable. He said, go ahead. Pay it. Leave a receipt on the kitchen counter so I know it's been paid. <laughs> he said, and then <clears throat> one month she come to him, I can't pay it this month. He said, uh, what's wrong? Uh, I went over on my credit card bill and I'm thinking about getting a new car. He said, hold up, hold up, hold up. You went over on your credit card bill. He said, he told her, look, I'm going to tell you something. I don't want you paying water. I don't want you paying cable. I don't want you paying phone. No more. Don't do that. Don't do that. He said, I I did that because you was just so feeling like if you didn't pay a bill, this wasn't going to be your home. It was going to be mine by myself. You just live in him with me. He said, but everything I got belonged to you. He said, you could have went in the checking account and just went on and and paid the bill. Even your your credit card, he said, you could have paid all of that off and been through it. And you didn't even have to even say nothing to me. I wasn't going to come to you and ask, well, what is he said, I don't do that. We won. <clears throat> if I didn't trust you, I wouldn't have married you. I had another one. He said, well, now, she know like I know I have to watch her because she'll overspend. She get all excited about something, and she will overspend. So I have to watch her spending. Not because I don't trust her or it's my money. He said, but no, I'm looking out for the both of us. Because if I let her go at it, neither one of us will be able to eat. So I have to, you know, watch things. So she said, well, why don't you just give me um, an allowance every week? He said, well, we can do that if that's what you want now. We can do that. He said, but then later on, don't come telling me about you, you controlling the money. I don't want to hear that now because I'm telling you that's not where we started, but that's where you want to go. So, okay, we'll do that. Yeah. But these are men that marry women because they love them. And they marry these women not looking at they can work or they work at not, not, none of that. Like if she's a doctor or even a nurse, she's a, a, a physician, practitioner, a dentist, something like that. Yeah, you know, she she may love her job and she don't want to leave it because she's in the business of helping people. And y'all both gone the same time. But if she got to be gone at night and you home sleep and you working in the day and she, now, now we're we going to get it. Well, when we get off, we both meet at the same time. Maybe an hour too different, but we're going to be there together. Yeah. So 
you just got to get the man that love you, ladies. And me and you just got to get the woman that love you. Don't look at no hips and, 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 and breasts and uh, eyes and how she smell and, and don't, don't pay that no attention. There's a lot of beautiful devils out there. A lot of beautiful evil devils. Women, don't look at the biceps and the triceps and all of that. Uh-uh, how fine he is. Because guess what? There's a lot of fine evil devils out there. They got childhood issues. They got this kind of issue. Same thing with women. So you want to wait on the Lord. That's why she wrote the song, too. I don't mind waiting on you, Lord, because we got to wait on you. Yeah. Whatever state you're in, Apostle Paul taught me this, be content. Everything through prayer and supplication. We make our requests known unto Almighty God. Resist the devil now. He's going to flee. But we got to resist him. And if you married today, I don't care what you thinking, what you say. Love your husband. Love your wife. Become one. Be for each other. This world is turning. You tell me as the world turns. It is turning and turning fast. And, and it's not through turning. You already see what's right, they're calling it wrong, and what's wrong, they're calling it right. And when this famine comes through, you're going to need each other. Yeah, married folks, y'all should be going on dates. Married folks should, should, should be setting special times at home to spend together. Yeah. I used to love watching a movie with my ex-husband. Yeah, uh, watching a movie, and we talking about the movie. And when it's over with, we use some of the movie lines. <laughs> he used to love watching fishing. Uh, they fish with big bass on the boat. And I used to watch that with him sometimes, but I wasn't a fishing lady, so I didn't care about fishing. Every now and then I would go fishing with him, but I just wasn't into fishing. His mother was, so he and his mother... And the stepdad, they would go fishing. And that mom knows she could catch some big fish. But love your husband. Love your wife. If you're not married, sit, as she said, sit them hips down. Sit them down. Pray fast. Wait on God. And don't keep telling God, I want a husband. I, don't do that either. He heard you the first time. He don't forget. Every now and then you might want to remind him that's fine. But you're not going to keep on that same prayer, same prayer, same prayer every day, every day, all day, in and out. There's other things to be concerned about. There's other things to have a good heart desire over. A, a desire to go back with God when he comes. My goodness. A desire that heaven is your home and not hell. A desire that we walk up right before him daily, every day. We don't miss nothing. If you know you can't be around men without flirting, stay from around them. If you know when you walk in that room, they're going to be looking at you, and one or two of them going to come and say something to you because it happened every time, walk the other way. Look the other way where it's women on that side. Go that way. Avoid the drum and the trum and the foolishness. At one time, I, I couldn't play around with men. I knew better. 
I, I knew my flesh would get weak. So I didn't even put myself in a position where I would fall from grace, where I would fall into sin, where I would fall short, where I would do wrong. Yeah, I didn't put myself in those kind of positions. I have did things as a joke, and women said, come on now. Yeah, okay, you're right. So they knew it was just some foolishness. I'm just playing around. Yeah, I don't want nobody husband but my own. That's if God gave me one. He got to give him to me. I've heard people say he got to bring him down from heaven <laughs> and, and put him before me and tell me this is him. He ain't got to go that far. But if it be his will, then that's what I'm doing. But if it's not his will, I'm going to continue on in him. Because my life is better. I only have to pray for me. I don't have to pray for the husband. I only have to do laundry for me. I only have to cook for me. If I don't want to cook, I don't cook. Because it's only me who have to eat it. You see? But a couple together is a beautiful thing. A couple together is a wonderful thing. It's a good life. I often tell myself, now, you know, if you would have married somebody, you wouldn't be this fat. You wouldn't be struggling with food. <laughs> yeah. Because God designed a man and a woman to be together. He designed marriage. He approved that. And I know the world is squirt a bird and people messed up in their head, the brain and and something ain't clicking together and they grown people. Now I see children be curious and do some things. But adult people are supposed to know better. But we tell God all about it and we let God fix it. In Jesus' name. All right, Sister Jerry, I see your hand up. I'm coming at you right now. Good morning. God bless you. How are you? Good morning, Sister Barbara. I'm doing well. How are you? I am blessed. I don't mind waiting. Amen. I just love that sermon this morning because the devil do come at you and tell you what you don't have, what you're about to lose. Da, 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 da. He'll even show you how people don't took everything from you. You're about to lose mm-hmm. more. Yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. But that is not true. Whatever God has given you, no man can take from you. So I just want to say thank you for the blessing this morning. Thank you. I thought that was one need to buy me. That is, that was one need to buy me. I thought uh-huh. you said something else a few minutes ago. Her name was Bird. Okay, okay, but it was one need to buy me. Yes. Uh-huh. Yes, she was telling it like it was. You sometimes have to get in a state where everybody's laughing at you. Uh-huh. And that's okay. It is. Hmm. Make it we came in this world and make it we will go out. Mm-hmm. You got a bath for coming in and you get a bath for going out. But when you're going out, the spirit has already left the room. Lord, I thank you for a brand new day today. I thank you, Lord. I'm going to go back and listen to that message. All right. Yeah. That was good. That was real good. Uh-huh. And I yes, hope sir. others didn't go to sleep on it because she was telling you some stuff you need to hear about. <laughs> you didn't sleep because on it. The beauty will fade. The beauty will fade. 
but the Holy Ghost will always be with you. He reserved, God will preserve you. Amen. Yes, he will. Yes, he will. And that's what he does. He preserves us. God preserves mm-hmm. his people. And he takes good care of his people. There are very few people that's in God or who say they in God and he's not taking care of them. We just have to learn some things. Mm-hmm. And I asked him to teach me, and that's what he did. He taught me. And I'm so thankful. Ooh, I'm so thankful. Hallelujah. That's what I went to bed saying, Lord, teach me how to pray. Teach me how to believe. And I went on to sleep. Yes, ma'am. Thank you, God. You God, I heard you the first time. Mm-hmm. So you ain't got to keep saying, well, God, I'm worried about this. First of all, if you're going to worry, don't pray. If you're going to pray, don't worry. That's what they taught me. That was the one thing my mama taught me before she died. Jerry, mm-hmm. if you ask God for it and believe him for it, don't go back and ask him again because that's doubt, fear, and disbelief. God okay. don't deal with them cousins. He deal with faith. He deal with understanding. And he believe, he deal, believe you when you say, I believe. Just believe. He's not Santa Claus. He's not the Easter Bunny. That's why I never told you children that Santa Claus coming and Bunny bringing the eggs. I brought you in the kitchen and sit you down and said, see these eggs I'm bringing home? I don't have a husband. You see this what I bought you for Christmas? It's book bags for you to go to school. I don't have a husband. This is what God has provided for me for you guys. Now, I'm going to buy one bicycle, one pair of skates, and one doll baby, and two trucks. That's you all's Christmas. Put up the Christmas tree. But I, no man and no, no man coming in my house down the chimney. He's not even coming through my front door. <laughs> mm-hmm. And we knew then, so I never told my children Santa Claus coming. After Isaiah, what I give you, I buy it with my money. Santa Claus ain't never came to me. Only thing I know that something Christmas is Jesus. He says resurrection. We're not gonna. I'm not gonna play that game with you. And now that he's gotten older, and Nana had to tell him the other day. Uh, he said, "Well, why you ain't going to Santa Claus? There is no Santa Claus." Why'd you say that, Nana? I got a thank you for lying. I don't have time for that. I don't have time for lying to you. Okay? Easter is the resurrection and Christmas is the birth of Christ. And that's all that's happened. Now, I don't know nothing about I've never seen, only thing I see the man in red and white outfit, he was at the ball. And he said, what do you want Santa Claus to bring you? Well, Santa Claus, I wrote you the letter. Why didn't you tell me what I want you to bring me? Well, no, Jerry, on, on, on Christmas morning, Santa, why what I told you I wanted was under the tree. That's what I want to talk about. Santa Claus no, Mama took us to the mall. She said, go sit on this lap. And he's going to ask you what you want for Christmas. Ask him where's the letter you sent him. I didn't send him no letter. She said, I know. But he don't know that. Ask him. Where's the letter I sent you? He's going to tell you something stupid about the North Pole. And you're going to ask him, well, it's Christmas Eve. How you know how to get me what I want? Did you even look at my letter? He's going to try, he gonna try to change his stuff and say, well, pretty girl, you're going to get everything you want on the letter. 
Don't live your life in imagination and lies. So all my children will tell you, no, we never had Santa Claus. We did get beautiful pine trees and decorate them, but it was a celebration of Jesus Christ, not of a man in a red and white suit. I never Mm. believed in that because Mama stood us down and told us, raise the child as you have them to go. But as my children say now, you didn't even let us have Christmas. Oh, God. Mm. I took them to the store and let them buy what they wanted. Okay. But I didn't give you a fake dream. Yeah. Well, see, most most parents uh, feel that if they do this with their children, what it does is it gives them an incentive throughout the year to behave and different things. Different parents do different mm-hmm. things. Now, but I didn't allow my children. Huh? They could have just said, hey. On Christmas Eve, I take you to the store and you pick out whatever you want. No, but you must be good all year. Yeah, but that took the fun out of it because see, it was fun going under the tree, not knowing what was in the box. And when you open them up, oh. then you see. It was fun for the children. And, and Christmas, uh, when it came to Santa Claus, it wasn't for adults. It was for children. But now, me, I didn't allow my children ever to participate in Halloween. Oh no, that that's not for us. We Christians. We don't no, do I didn't do no Halloween either. Yeah, no Halloween. That was evil. Now what what I did do way before Halloween, I bought candy, this, that, the other, and then uh, if it was on a Wednesday, we went to Bible study. When we came home, you had dessert. I wouldn't let you eat dessert after dinner yet. Wait till we get back from Bible study, and we had dessert, and everybody was happy, and that was that. Yeah. But parents, different parents do uh, things for different reasons in upbringing of their children. Yeah. Okay. Louis well, you mama had to do it you better she had no husband. You better not pout. You telling me why, Louis? Tell me why. <laughs> tell me why. He go tell me in a minute. I just got to wait on him to tighten the abs like that. But yeah, God is faithful to us. And uh, I, as a child, I had I one know of my them. mama did it. She didn't have no money, no food, Harley, and no husband. Okay. Well, now, I, I had two parents, and both of them had a business. And uh, my dad had a job, but this was the thing. Uh, they did it, and I liked it. I, I really loved it. I can't say nothing against them oh, about it. Oh, you love Christmas now. You love that Christmas, Bobby? Yes, I love it. Yes, it's a beautiful thing. Oh, I don't care, Barbara. Yeah. God loves the cheerful giver, Jerry. And that's the time of year when we give big. Yeah, I was looking at stuff the other day that started trying to uh, put up some money aside so I could buy gifts. Nice gifts before, you know, December. God is faithful. And it's not the mm. Santa Claus and all of that. But they sat me down and they talked to me and they told me it's not Jesus' actual birthday because we don't know that. But this is the day that has been set aside to celebrate his birthday, what God gave to us, mm. such a wonderful gift. And so they taught me that and that made Christmas even more special uh, to me. But I just love giving, wrapping the gifts, even as a girl. I love wrapping the gifts and 
giving stuff away and I would have stuff in the bottom drawer in my bedroom. And all year long, you know, I would be putting little trinkets in there so when, you know, Christmas come, I could pull gifts out for neighbors and some of my classmates and different things like that. Cause I just, and and you were a happy baby. You was a happy child. You, although I'm skippy happy up in the side, well, you skippy happy with me. But you were happy and you would say, Jerry, I can't wait for Christmas. What about you? I don't care about Christmas, Barbara. Jerry, yeah. we getting gifts. I don't yeah. want no gifts, Barbara. I never yeah. forget, you bought me a big old candy cane. It had a little thing on it. And you said, look, you had wrapped it up. It was getting up for the Christmas break. Look, I got you your Christmas gift. Don't open it at Christmas. Time I got down the street, I knew it was a candy cane. I popped that thing open and was chopping down on that peppermint. See, <laughs> she, can't, she can't do nothing with me. Oh, I did it. it. Can't do it. Don't try. When we came back from the Christmas break, Jerry, did you did you like your Christmas? Oh, Bob, I loved it. Do you have any more of them? See, no. That cost me fifty cents. Oh, Jerry, you didn't give me a Christmas gift. No, I didn't have no money. And you thought that's all right. But I figured you wanted another candy cane, so I bought it to you. I was so happy, Bobby. You still do that for me. Yeah. Yeah, you're bad, You bought me candy the other day. Yeah. Because I know you have to have it, you see. I know you have to have it. You want it. It makes your day. You said give you lots of energy and this, that, and the other. Give me energy. But before you gave me that candy cane, you said, I'm not walking to the office today. Are you going to be good? Yes. I was good. I was good in the first period, second period. I got the candy cane walk by the time I got the Mr. Holmes. Uh, I said, Barbara, <laughs> I looked back. Hey, Barbara. Come on, Jerry. I thought you said you were going to be good. I gave you that candy. Mm-mm. Something Mm-mm. happened in my brain. I know it. I know it did. You weren't going to behave. Nope. Couldn't behave. What 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 was happening the other day with you and I didn't behave? Where were we? Can, where you did? Oh yeah, where were we at? Oh, in the doctor's office. They told on me to you. Yeah, they did. And you said, "Yeah, I know it. I I knew what she did to this. I knew it. Yeah. This child over here is a mess. And I told the nurse. I left I know her about the nurse. that last night. Yeah, because the nurse said, ma'am, it wasn't just the doctor. She was giving him, I said, I know it. I know her. Yeah. We have about 15 minutes left, Jerry. I am going to pray out, and uh, then we're okay. going to our last song of the morning. Happy you enjoyed the show. God bless you this morning. And uh, it is already all right today in Jesus' name. want to say good morning to you, Sister Dorothy Goodman. Thank you so much for posting prayers over there in the prayer clubs and and all of the chat rooms, and I thank God for you. So <clears throat> some days I don't get to pray, yeah. And I, I got a habit of praying long prayers, but that's what I do, so that's what I post. Good morning to you, Sister Irene. God bless you this morning. Thank you so much for posting prayers over there. God bless you today. God bless you. Good morning, Sister uh, Sion. God bless you this morning. You know you have the screen, right? Oh, but it's all right today. It was a good screen. 
Good morning to you, Pastor David. I hope you enjoyed the message this morning. And uh, thank God for you, sir. Thank God for you and uh, your family. Thank God for your family. And uh, I'm just happy to know y'all, very happy to know y'all. And uh, I'm grateful unto Almighty God. Good morning to you, Brother Louis, that main man holding that chat room down. And uh, I thank God. Gerald, this is Amphie. He's talking about you, you, you better not cry. You better not pout. And when we said why, he said, you know, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> I'm surprised he didn't put a ho, ho, ho in there like Santa Claus. But yes, sir. Thank you, sir. We appreciate it, Brother Louis. Thank you for posting scripts. And uh, thank you for coming every morning. God bless you, sir. And God bless Sherry. And uh, we pray all go well with medical appointments and uh, medical things. We pray that God touch and heal and that he bless your household. Uh, yeah, bless your son and your grandson. And uh, I just thank God for you, Brother Louis. Yeah, I tell everybody about you. They think it's the Barbara and Louis show. <laughs> I have to laugh, Louis. I have to laugh. <laughs> and uh, I just thank God. Because Louis just been here. He, he is. I mean, he's just a part of the show. And we going on 13 years. Louis been here 13 years. So we just tell the Lord, thank you again. But listen, I'm going to pray us out. We pray the Lord bring us back tomorrow morning, 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, for another episode of Jesus in the Morning. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your word today, for your word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. And forever, O oh God, thy word is settled in heaven. And Lord, as we depart this morning, it may not be sheets that we wallow in, but God, it may be something else that we haven't let go. Help us today to let go of what's not of you and just say no to it in the name of Jesus. Strengthen us, O oh God that we can resist it, whatever it is. It may come back, but God give us the strength to resist again. And we ask you would rebuke it today for our sake. And Father, take it out of us, whatever is not of you this day, in the name of Jesus, make us over again. Wash us in your precious blood. I'll cleanse us today from all unrighteousness, in the name of Jesus. As we depart this morning, Father, bless our going out and bless our coming in. Meet the needs today in our lives according to your riches and glory by your son, Christ Jesus. You know our heart's desires today, uh, naturally and spiritually. Move upon them today, O oh God, in the name of Jesus. We thank you. Bless our family. Bless our friends. Oh, move in a mighty way today. In the name of Jesus, we ask it all. Amen and hallelujah. May the Lord watch between me and thee while we are absent one from another. In the name of Jesus, go today in love and peace. Share the good news of Jesus and give someone something of quality. God loves a cheerful giver. Have a blessed day. I seek the blessings of Almighty God upon you today, April the 24th, 2023, in Jesus' name. So at this time, I'm going to say bye-bye. And we are going to our last song of the morning. I'm looking here.
Call the wind, and he told the wind, 
was about to say, what in the world is going on with her? Do she need a spanking? I know she do. <laughs> There's no need to even try. Oh, we still on. Wait a minute. Well, I'm still on here. Oh, I see. I didn't.